the UK announced some like, I don't know, like bullshit like military alliance between Ukraine, Poland, and the UK. And in uh, Ukrainian or, or Russian, uh, the UK is Anglia, which is like A. So it, it reads as UPA, which is like the Ukrainian partisan army of like Bandera. <laughs> so, like, UPA, like, <laughs> so it's like, yes. So nationalists are saying like, yes, it's the UPA, UPA again. But then like other people are saying, well, like, how did the last UPA end up in its fight against Russia? <laughs> well, I mean, they all got, they all got some nice farmland in uh, Edmonton or jobs at universities yeah. in Alberta. Uh, one of them actually rose. Well, I think their 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 descendant was very high in government. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that survived. I mean, like the ones that fought against Russia, they were totally routed. I mean, like like they, they, had, they, they had they had a single open confrontation like with the Red Army, and they were just absolutely destroyed. There was like I think like like ninety thousand casualties by of them, and like three thousand Red Army. Like there was no contest whatsoever. I think so, that glorious defeat kind of fuels a lot of the uh, ideology that's that's yeah. sort of become frozen here. But like, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about um, about the dichotomy between what Zelensky is saying domestically and and how it seems, at least to me, maybe, Peter, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that that like the United States and Canada have and and the UK have looked at what Zelensky is saying and, and are now kind of moving away from him as a voice of authority. So it's like, listen to Ukrainians, but do not listen to the elected Ukrainian president who is in charge of the elected government. And a really good example of this is uh, Julia Iafe, uh, famously never wrong about anything. Um, she she published this Substack thing this morning. Uh, it's This is what she says. The White House and his Democratic allies have just about had it with President Zelensky. According to three sources in the administration on the Hill, the Ukrainian president is by turns annoying, infuriating, and downright counterproductive. And it was... (laughs) Dan, I have an idea. (laughs) Yeah. What if... Okay, right now... So, okay, there's a regime in Ukraine that is not really going to be good for the Ukrainian people and for what we know they really need, right? He's not going to stand up to Russia and Russia may come in and regime change him. Mm -hmm. What if Canada, the US, the UK, they just swap him out with someone who's going to take the threat of regime change seriously? Well, Riley, uh, it seems like there might be somebody in line for that. And that person (laughs) might be uh, ex-president Petro Poroshenko. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, like Poroshenko's, Poroshenko returned. Poroshenko's been like stirring up heaps of stuff about like, oh my God, Poroshenko, he's like, like people hate him so much. He's got like, he's got by far the highest anti-rating in Ukraine. Peter, um, Peter of, I just like, got to stop politicians. you for a second. Just one second. If people yeah. hate Poroshenko so much, then why did CBC anchor Rosemary Barton have him on our national broadcaster for half an hour to talk to uh, <laughs> Canadians about the situation in Ukraine? I mean, yeah, there was, there was a really awesome episode a couple, like two years ago or something when Poroshenko did his some, like, there was like some stupid nationalist march. I, I, it was, yeah, it was like, the government tried to implement part of the Minsk agreements and there was this huge protest by, I mean, huge. It's like, as part of Ukrainian population, this is like minority, but they had a big protest in Kiev. It was like, no capitulation. And Poroshenko went there. It was like, we know the Zelensky, Russian agent, blah, blah, blah. And he tried to get a cab. Uh, and it was being filmed and the cab driver saw who he was. He drove off. He's like, I'm not going to take you. <laughs> and it was still on camera. It was, it was the best thing ever. Uh, he, he became like a national hero of the love the guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, Poroshenko has like, I mean, like, it's like 58% of Ukrainians would never vote for Poroshenko. And like the next, like, that's like the anti-ratings for other politicians is like 35%. 
So like Poroshenko has like uh, there's like 25% of Ukrainians tops who would vote for him. And it's, it doesn't go beyond this because this is like these 25% are basically like war veterans and like urban uh, middle class, which means like the top 5% in terms of Uk- uh, income in Ukraine. Like I'm just going to remind the listeners that like 85% of Ukrainians earn less than $290 a month. 